0: If you've followed me long enough, you know that I'm the founder of M1, a mastermind group. But what does that actually mean for you? It means that there's a group of 400 high achievers out there from all over the world walking the path to success and fulfillment in their lives together, helping each other accelerate their success through knowledge and networks, ready to help you take your life and business to greater heights. I'm really proud of the success stories, and I want one of yours to be the next one. If you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. Hey, welcome to another session of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. My guest today is a leadership and development coach. He's an entrepreneur, an idea generator, and a people connector. We're gonna talk specifically about that today. He brings together practical experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity. Many of you have heard me talk about passionately curious. Well, he's got extreme curiosity. I think those are two cousins. And that extreme curiosity he uses to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential. Tony is the host of the Virtual Campfire podcast and is currently writing his first book, Climbing the right mountain, we're going to talk a bit about that and navigating the journey toward an inspired life. Welcome, Tony Martinetti. How are you? Thank you
1: so much for having me on the show Rock. This is really exciting. I'm looking forward to uh diving in and having conversation see if we can uh, see if we can explore
0: you know the the conversation about connection, I think that um and I study a little bit people that are suicidal or people that have, you know, um, just from a curiosity perspective, those people that go in and, and shoot up schools and stuff. And the one common denominator is that this sense of they feel like they don't belong yeah. and that they're not connected. And the human, we as humans, we were meant to connect. So I'm, I'm interested to go deep on that one today. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about where you came from, where you grew up from and what your childhood was like.
1: Yeah, well, I love the way you you phrase that, because it's really important. Um, My childhood was interesting because I was that creative child who just, you know, really excelled at, you know, creating worlds with my paintbrushes and pens and pencils and what have you. And um, really, I wasn't painting things like people or, you know, little, you know, dogs and cats and what have you that the normal people were, I was painting rooms and environments that had different emotional feelings. And uh, people noticed that and a lot of my, you know, teachers and uh, adults in my life would say like, wow, you've got a real talent. And um, that was really great to hear that, you know, appreciation for what I was doing. But As time went on, I came to this realization as society, you know, often does, they, they force you in this path of like, well, you need to to make some money. How are you going to make money doing this? So I had to like, start thinking about how would I make, um, a living. And, you know, oftentimes the artist is, uh, stuffed down and, you know, you're pushed into some other field that fits for you. Um, So that's what happened. I ended up going into um, a lot of different things, trying different things. Um, I was originally going to go, I went to pre-med, which was my first thing. Um, That didn't quite fit me, although I do love the sciences. Um, I ended up going into business school and um, that was great. I mean, it really was kind of nice to be able to take that, you know, here, I've gone from the artist to that, uh, the person who adapts to the sciences, and then now business-minded. So I've kind of run the whole gambit of different uh, mentalities. Um, but I think it was driven by this ability to see, to be curious, to be thinking different ways and seeing the world in different ways. But deep down, I was that creative and I was stuffing it down. Um, so... I know I'm fast forwarding through a lot of elements of my life, but I had a really successful career in finance and strategy in the biotech space. So you can see that I really did fit into that world of sciences and business and I loved it, but there was an element of something missing deep down. Um, And it did lead to um, a breakdown and a, you know, depression suicidal thoughts, that kind of stuff. There was a lot of things. it was dark times and I, I ended up rising out of it eventually. And um, that brought me to this place where I am today, which um, is helping me to, to help other people to avoid burnout, to avoid living a life that's unfulfilled to, to really see what really sparks them up. And gets them to be in that place that helps them to live a life that's full of connection, that's full of purpose, and really, you know, allowing them to live a life that's more in line with who they are as a person.
0: Um, yeah, a meaningful life is, I think, what we all seek. And yeah. I think you epitomize what happens to so many people is that they by the belief that you can't do your passion and make a living at it so you have to do something else then you do something else you're not fulfilled and various addictions stem from that because you spend five days doing stuff you don't like and then you spend three days trying to you know swallow drown block out mask um And, you know, society is so willing to serve us up alcohol and drugs and pills and gambling and pornography and uh, Mm -hmm. all the things that in the moment can feel good, but has a hangover afterwards, a price to pay for that immediate gratification. Um, So you said you were pretty successful in that um, biotech space, Um, I often say, you know, business is my canvas. I consider myself an artist, Yeah. but, um, I do it with building businesses. Um, very creative, very, um, I can see things other people don't see. Tell me a little bit about why you felt you were successful there. And at the same time, unfulfilled. Yeah. I
1: love the way you said that, because that's, that's how there's a reframing that has to happen. And now I see that as like, not everyone is going to be an artist. Um, with pens and, you know, with, with, you know, paints, right. Sometimes you have to use a different medium and that's how you're creative. Um, So just to come back to your, your, your question, you know, my success in, in business was I, you know, I rose to the ranks in being able to work in some really leading biotech companies. I worked with companies like Genzyme and Vertex, worked on one of the first groundbreaking um, cystic fibrosis therapies and What was really cool about it is that i was able to design um, a a program that ensured that every person who couldn't afford the drug would get access to it and that was for me something that was really rewarding along that way of of working in these disease areas a lot of them rare diseases i had a chance to really get a chance to meet a lot of these patients um at least you know through through being at conferences or just even being in the room and hearing them say the things that you're doing, even if they're not like at the bench or being the person who, who discovers the medicine, if I'm part of creating opportunities for that to get into their hands, they're grateful. They know that you've changed their lives. And that to me is success. Um, eventually, Throughout my path, I also started my own company. I created a um, organization called LifeSci Financial Consulting, where I was helping small to mid-sized biotechs to raise money, to set up their finance teams, and to to do deals where they bought assets and sold um, you know sold some of their drugs to other companies. And I also did some buildouts where I was building labs um, for other organizations. So.
0: So yeah, I was busy. (laughs) So Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life is something that I started because I believe so many people a little bit like you spend time doing things they don't love. Yeah. So you're in the material world, whether you like it or not. Ideally, you want a roof over your head, a nice bookshelf behind you, a laptop, Mm -hmm. computer, whatever, a phone, food, clothing. It takes money. So we have to figure out a way in this world where we're going to maneuver our way to have money. And once we've done that, um, a big part of the the equation is over. There's two ways. You can do something you don't like that makes a lot of money, save some of that money, invest it. So it's working hard for you. So you don't have to work hard for it anymore and you have freedom or, and, you can find something you're passionate about. I say, you know, like Justin Bieber at the age of 13, just basically all he's done his whole life is play music yeah. and has been very successful at it. Um, so what? where are you at now in that equation? Where are you at in the money game? How have you figured out how to win that and do things that are fulfilling?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, um, it's a good way to frame it because I was, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what is the currency that I truly measure myself by? And, you know, if it was purely the money um, that I'm looking at, that's not the right way for me to be thinking. Uh, my currency is more on the personal growth and impact. And um, in my current role and how I'm playing, my biggest measurement that I look at, my currency, is... How am I growing? Because I am the biggest you know, asset to my organization, which is, you know, for what I'm doing right now. If I'm not growing, then I'm not um, building the, the assets that I can sell <laughs> to, uh, to people who want to buy it. And how am I impacting people? And that, to me, is most important. And in that regard, I'm feeling like the impact is, um, is growing substantially, from the money perspective, just answer that, I mean, it's funny when you try to, like, put it in the frame of, like, okay, replacing a corporate salary, um, you know, you, you're always, you know, trying to measure yourself on your past success. Um, if you do that, it's hard because sometimes you're thinking, okay, well, I can't replace my, my, my corporate salary so quickly, but in reality, I've, I've doubled my income every year. Since I've started my own company and that's fantastic, but I'm always thinking to myself, like, well, I'm still not where I wanted to be, you know, there's still not that element. So that's when I have to take a pause, step back and say, but wait a minute, what is my true measurement? It's impact, it's personal growth. And on that, that's where it matters.
0: Yeah, so um, I love the fact that that you've grown that, both those aspects, right? Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs. Are you familiar with those? Yes, I am, yeah. So what you, what I wrote down here is growing, you know, your personal asset and basically helping others, your impact is contribution. So he calls those the two spiritual needs. <clears throat> the other ones are the basic human needs. So it looks like you've really focused on the spiritual side of things. And then on the money side of things. So here's how I look at it. I look at it as, you know, what's important when you're at home with your family is being at home with your family and present. When you're at work, It's about being at work and being productive there. If you're an athlete and you're on the field, you don't need to be thinking about, you know, your kids at home at that moment because they're with your wife or what have you. So I want to go into each area of my life and I want to be the best version of myself for that area of my life. And while I'm coaching and training and teaching or hosting a podcast, you know, I want to do the best job there. But then I put on my investors hat and I go, okay, now in the stock market, what do I do? Or in the businesses that I own, or talking to my financial advisor, I wanna be maximizing that. And my goal is to have what we call become a hundred percenter, where a hundred percent of my expenses per month are covered by income that's coming in for efforts that I did in the past that are harvesting today. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely. It makes absolute sense.
0: So I'm completely free financially. If I want to start another business or whatever, I can, I can increase my lifestyle, but I'm at least liberated to go to the grow my personal asset, like you said, my contribution. Does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and this really comes down to something that's been in my head for a while. My my dad, you know, who's passed away, he used to always say he's like, he's like making your money work harder for you than you than you are. Um, and I love that mentality, but it, I'd like to take it a little further and just say like, you know, that your past, you know, the seeds you're planting, that they're growing and they're and they're creating something that your future is going to be grateful for um, yes. and not be so impatient that you're expecting that return to be tomorrow, like right now, like when I say tomorrow, I mean like that it's more present based. You have to think about what are the seeds that I'm planting, they're going to allow me in the future to be able to say yeah, now this has created the the flywheel effect of things are starting to to pick up from the things that i the the seeds I planted a year ago. That's really where my mentality and what I've really found to be the secret to my success so far, especially in this business, um, you have to be thinking that way. It can't be this impatient um feeling of like, okay, what do I do today to make money tomorrow? Like, you know.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, Tony. It's, you know, it's a hunter mentality versus the farmer mentality. Yeah. I grew up on a farm, so judge not your day by your harvest, but by the seeds you plant, which mm. basically means that plant every day, put something towards your personal growth, get a little bit better, help somebody else. And then the harvest will happen in the weeks and months and years to come. I have 43 streams of income and people are like, how do you possibly have that? And because approximately every six months, I start a new venture or I partner with somebody or I write a book or I start a YouTube channel or I start a podcast. And like you said, it takes months. Like right now I've got a YouTube coach and I'm building up my YouTube channel. I've been doing it for four months now. It's giving me nothing. But in probably six months from now, people will go, oh, my God, you've got so many subscribers. You've got this. You've got that on YouTube. Every month, I have a guy come to my house for a week and we shoot videos for the entire week. They get uploaded, edited. I'm putting in capital. I'm putting in time. And nobody is seeing any evidence of it. Yeah. But six months later, people will go, oh, my God. Right. So I agree 100% with you. So what are you doing in the area? What is... Are your sources of revenue? Are you coaching, speaking, training? What, what, tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's funny, but all three, uh, and then some. You know, one of the things that I'm doing right now is, first of all, coaching one on one, but also doing group programs, uh, working with people as a uh, in a group, and that's been really fruitful. Um, the book that I'm writing right now, which is my first book, is actually um, about to be coming out, which I'm really excited about and i'm already working my second book which is really kind of cool it's funny how that works out when you start working your first one you start seeing that there's seeds being planted for something else um and for me it's something that will help a lot of people to think differently about the way they're looking at their their life um and the podcast which has um it started in June and I've already recorded almost 95 episodes already. It's amazing. Um, they're not all released yet, but to me, it's been an amazing gift to be able to work on this project with other people, um, bringing guests on who just really, to me, they're inspiring. Um, and I'm just glad to be able to put that on the world. That's been amazing. Um, you know, where am I headed with this is that I'd love to be able to get more and more of that in-person you know, um, experience where I can get people to share their stories. Ultimately, that's what my podcast was expected to be, to be is a place for people to come together and share their stories. Um, but now it's just a virtual
0: podcast. So you remind me a little bit of my therapist, um, (laughs) in that you have this really gentle voice, you have this kind demeanor about yourself. I feel like I could probably tell you anything without you judging me. Where does that come from?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I've been told this many times. Um, that I have a strength in being very grounded, but also um, you know, being very optimistic and um and very. Um, seeing the world from a very uh, positive lens and, and I like to say that I'm a road-weary optimist <laughs> because I've been been through my uh, my fair share of ups and downs but I, I definitely try to keep things on a very upbeat place I don't know where it really truly comes from, um, maybe I'll just have to say that it comes from the fact that I w- I've always had a view that there's beauty in the world and we just have to see it we have to be able to see it from a different perspective because there's so much in the world that's also pulling at us to see the ugliness. Um, But when we really change our view a little bit, we can see that there's beauty in everything. And I think that is something that's always stayed with me is that um, we have to hang on to the hope and that is what gets me going every day.
0: Who's drawn to you for coaching and training? What kind, of, what kind of situation are they in? What's the problem they're trying to navigate through that you help them with?
1: Yeah. Uh, the people who are most drawn to me are the people who are you know, going, up this, going through their process of like, getting to the top or going to that next place in their career. And they feel like they're stuck and they're like, I, I know there's more in the, more for me to have but I just know what it is. And I'm feeling a little bit unsettled. Unfulfilled is really the key word. And, um, they need somebody to just kind of break them through that pattern. I always say that, you know, people need to expand their visions and narrow their focus. So it's like getting out of that. I'm looking at the wall and all I see is the wall. Well, I want them to, to step away from that wall and see what else is possible. And then once they do that, like, I want them to narrow down on something and just start executing on that. Um,
0: so if, if you look back on your life, what is one of the, the toughest things that you personally overcame? Uh, I would
1: definitely have to say that it was navigating um, depression um, and the, the suicidal tendencies that I had um, in that period. <laughs> I just felt like there was no place for me. You know, I didn't know where to go. I mean, this is at the point where on the outside, people would see this person who was doing really well. Um, and I started to show phrase of not being so well. Um, I mean, I was, I had a successful job. I was making great money, but I just felt like I wasn't serving my own purpose. I felt like there was something missing. And, um, being able to see that there was hope at that moment, um, there was a reason to be. Uh, that's what got me out of that. And little by little, I tried many different things, everything from self-help, meditation, um, therapists, um, and eventually coaches, that really got me out of that funk. Um,
0: what were you focusing, like? What were you focusing on to be depressed?
1: I was focusing on getting to the top of my mountain, as I said in my book, my, my book's called Climbing the Right Mountain. Um, a lot of people get to the top of the mountain, they realize that they've done all these things that you know, were what society wanted them to do. And in reality, um, that's what I was doing. I was living this life of like, well, I'm a finance professional, I'm a finance and strategy professional who, um, this is what I do and I will do anything I need to do to get to that top and to keep on working hard the title the status and all and what have you and what i realized is that i really don't care about all this stuff what i cared about is people i cared about you know what people's dreams are i cared about you know how to make people um not make people but to, to really work with people to see what their potential is and i wasn't doing that at that point i was feeling like i was just showing up and um just cranking up the engine and trying to make you know more money and it was feeling like it was a a dead i was dead inside yeah and somehow i saw that there was a way i paused i looked at myself and i said who have i become (laughs) you know and i i had to really reconstruct myself
0: very cool so now that you are at this stage, you've got your book. It's going to be coming out when?
1: Um, March is uh, is the March. date. Okay. Yeah, I'm self-publishing, so I don't have the normal um, normal pressures that that usually get put on somebody, but. Uh, I'm pretty close. I think, I think a
0: lot of a self published today. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, I got my, two. you can't see them, but I got my two books, three books actually self published. It's, it's so much easier than it was back in the day when you had to find a real publisher. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to be coming out in March. Well, hopefully we'll get this episode out before then at the time of the recording, um, we're backlogged a bit. So it'll be perfect timing. If people want to get your book, they're going to be able to order it. Where have you set that up yet?
1: Yeah. It'll be on Amazon. Okay. Um, and also I'll be able to, you'll be able to order it through my website. Okay.
0: Are you going to do an audible? Or are you going to read it as well? Uh, eventually not, not, yeah. not, out, not out of the gates. Okay. All right, so. cool. And what do you think people are going to get when they buy this book? What's one of the things that they're going to uh, learn?
1: Well, first of all, they'll look for the clues in their own life as to, you know, am I stuck in the wrong place, um, and how can they step back and and reassess ways to get on the right path for them. So they'll get those tools uh, for them to play with. Super um,
0: cool. And um, other than that wonderful book that's coming out, what is one of your favorite books?
1: Uh, I'm so glad you asked. I have so many favorite books, that's for sure. But. I would, always loved the, um, the art of possibility, um, mm. by Benjamin Zander.
0: Haven't heard of that one before.
1: Yeah. Um, Benjamin Xander's like, he's just a character and a half. I've met him. Um, I met him once actually, he was at, um, he spoke at an event I was at and he got all of us speaking, uh, singing German, which was amazing because none of us <laughs> a could sing or oh, be German, <laughs> but it was very interesting. I mean, he has just a great perspective just how to reframe um, your view um, in this place of possibility and be able to see that there's more, um, there's a different way of looking at things and uh, it's just the it's a book that i've read like probably four or five times um the only book i've read more is probably seven habits of of highly successful highly successful effective people sorry um stephen covey or sexual and, people
0: That's yeah <laughs> <one>. <laughs> highly sexu-
1: habits of highly sexual people hmm. <laughs> well, that'd be an interesting <laughs> book i think stephen covey missed mark on that one um But no, that actually
0: actually could be a good title for 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 selling something. Right. (laughs) Seven Habits of Highly Sexual People. That may be my next book. (laughs) You want to co-author it with me? Oh, my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to live this down. No, Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's good. Well, you know, there's a lot of people have done kind of versions of thinking. Instead of thinking, grow rich, it might be, you know, um, think and grow. Financially free Uh, I've seen you know rip-offs of that coin coin the phrase, but you know one of the things I learned is that one perspective, seeing things one way, really makes people rigid and fight to be right. Because if you're stuck on that one way, right? It's like, it has to be this way. You have to eat that way. You must exercise this way. And then they spend all their time defending, right? The righteous people. Yeah. But one of your favorite quotes is, the real voyage of discovering consists not in seeking new lands, but seeing with new eyes. Yeah, And it really typifies this is that, you know, how open are we? And, you know, you are a curious man as I am. Mm. Um, well, what about looking at it from this perspective? What about seeing it there? Is it possible that works also? And that openness creates less stress, in my opinion. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You're,
1: the stress you're creating by putting yourself in that place is so strong that it's it's mobilizing you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the thing people don't understand
0: we've gone through a pandemic we're not <clears throat> out of it yet as we record this what are your thoughts on handling this kind of a world where people are isolated when what we want is connection
1: yeah um, don't let the pandemic be a place, you know, be an excuse for not connecting with people. Um, and don't let the Zoom calls be so, um, you know, I know that there are people saying I'm all Zoomed out, but <laughs> you, you, you get to choose. You have, you're at choice for who you want to connect with and how you want to connect with them. So take the, you know, be the author of your story. Go out there and connect with the people you want to connect with on your own terms Get on the phone if that's something that's not something that you that you haven't done in a while and talk to people and have conversations that are not the surface level conversations. One of my favorite, one of my taglines is inspiration through honest conversation. Have a conversation that is deeper than just, hey, how are you? Let's get into conversations around like, what do you really want to see in the world? Who, you know, what is the thing that you're discovering about yourself during this time mean things that really matter um and you can do that by even designing that conversation beforehand so that's i guess my thing is don't let the pandemic hold you back you can still have conversations that cut to the heart because we do need that deeper connection
0: beautiful uh what are your thoughts on accountability
1: yeah accountability in what fashion like for in the workplace
0: or Well, with this pandemic, for instance, it's really, we've all heard of, you know, COVID-19, putting on 19 pounds, Um, people that say, I'm going to work out, but then you're at home, you don't feel like it, budgeting your balance book, saving money, everything that has to do with what you say here, you know, how do you grow as a person when growth takes us outside of our comfort zone which means we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and doing that on your own i personally don't believe works i believe Mm. that you got to share with people that care and then you got to let them challenge you to be the best version of yourself
1: oh i love that um and that's you know part of the reason why it's nice to have a a coach or somebody you trust to go along that journey because there's someone who you can ask hey I want to do this and I want you to hold me accountable and be that person who's going to, you know, to be, to challenge me, um, just by having those conversations, the check-ins, but in reality for yourself, just say, what is the, you know, what is it today that I'm doing that's different? How am I going to, to take my, you know, have today be a different day than yesterday. And if I fall back, I'm not going to beat myself up, but how can I take one step further, one step forward from where it was yesterday, um, knowing that you're competing against yourself and no one else and the accountability truly is to yourself. There's nobody else who you need to be truly, truly, um, you know, competing against or comparing against. You're basically needing to be accountable to yourself so that you know when you say i'm gonna have one more cookie or one more you know i'm gonna skip this one workout um ask yourself okay why you know why am i doing this to myself i said that i wanted this do i truly want this and how can i come back to that it is it's a game it's a compassion game who
0: coaches tony
1: uh I have more coaches than I probably should. (laughs) I, um, I do have, I have a a few coaches and it's great. Uh, I love having different people to help me be accountable, but also to, to challenge my thinking. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, Tony, I want to thank you for coming on Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life and for sharing your wisdom with us and reminding us how important it is to to be kind and gentle and connecting and to climb the right mountain. Your book is coming out very briefly. They can get it directly. We'll have it all in the show notes. And you also have your own podcast. People can find you. What's the name of your podcast again? It's called The Virtual Campfire. Okay. Awesome. So, looking forward to having people connect and help you make uh your book a bestseller on Amazon yes. as it comes out your first book and then many more to come. Parting words for our listeners, Tony. Commit to making a
1: deeper connection with yourself. Have a conversation with yourself and with others during this time.
0: Yeah, you you've heard it here from Tony. Expand your vision and narrow your focus climb the right mountain, and connect with others. Thank you so much. This is Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast, where when you get your financial garden in order, it gives you so much more freedom to have focus on the rest of your life. You're in the money game, whether you like it or not, so you might as well win it. My name is Rock Thomas. I am your whole life millionaire mentor, and we'll see you on the next episode. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.